Okay, starting episode two of the Totally Not Unhealthy podcast, and this is kind of a cool, special little episode because I had someone that I did not know listen to the first episode, and now she's here with us right now, and I'm going to ask her a bunch of weird questions, and we'll see where this goes. (laughs) So why don't you introduce yourself right now? Okay, so I'm Paula, and I have no idea how I got myself into this. But let's go and see how it works. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paula. Like, you originally reached out to me, and it was kind of like a spiritual um, question. And I'm not going to get into that specifically, but I'm curious kind of like what spirituality means to you and like the role that it plays in your life. Um, so you can kind of get into it. Uh, I actually, I did reach out to you. So you mentioned that you got your Akashic records read, right? And mm-hmm. I wanted to know if, uh, you had a recommendation of who did it and you did. And I actually did book a session with her for next week. So I am doing it. Exciting. <clears throat> it's very exciting. Um, so what, what spirituality means to me? So textbook, um, it's believing in something that is of higher purpose, right? Of higher good, whether you classify this as God, whether you classify it as angels, whether you classify it as, as the universe. For myself, uh, myself specifically, it's, it's mostly the universe. I do sometimes uh, use the term God. I was raised religious, um, and I think that's where it kind of sticks with me. Um, but I think that it's, it is mostly the universe and it is that higher higher self now or or the higher the higher entity right that 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 whole um that whole uh universe essentially but what it means to me is really like you need to connect with your higher self you're constantly on this journey and once you're tapped in and you've kind of like been a you know, awake and, and you've awoken to it, you realize that you're actually always leveling up to be at your higher self. Does that make sense to you? hundred percent. It's almost like you were made <laughs> for this podcast because you nailed that. <laughs> um, just a follow-up question with that. Like, right? obviously you're fairly so, well-versed. Um, before I go any deeper, just in case anyone listening isn't familiar with what Akashic records are, um, I'm just going to simplify it. It's kind of like a spiritual library, if you will. It contains knowledge on every single detail of everything that ever was and ever will be, and it's all there for your access if you can turn inward enough to access it. And in some instances, you won't be able to access parts of your record because if you knew certain things, it would impact your path and your journey. And, you know, we kind of all have our path laid out for us. And yeah, so hopefully that clears that up. Um, Then I was going to ask you, like, obviously this isn't, you know, something new to you. You're fairly well-versed. So like at what age or like what point in your life are you like, oh shit, there's more to this. Like something's going on here. There's shit happening in the background. Oh, wow. What a loaded question. Um, I think subconsciously <laughs> I always knew. So um, 
uh, so like my grandmother, um, actually we spoke about this, but my grandmother was the one that kind of introduced me to the world of tarot, right? Like she would, she would openly read tarot. My mother, um, would see psychics. Uh, she would also, you know, have people read her readings. Um, and then she, you know, um, it was that, but it, it always confused me because I grew up so religious, right? Like we went to, we went to church, we prayed and it was, it's conflicting. Um, if you believe in God and, and, you know, you, you are raised Catholic, you can't believe in anything else. You can't believe in tarot. It's almost like black magic, right? So I never really put the two and two together, but it was always around me. When did I finally start realizing, uh, and like, I kind of got like the, like, awakening would probably be after my breakup um where I kind of had this like wake-up call and I knew like like I would think of something and it would happen right like or I would like um I would like I would I would picture something and like really really picture something and and it would come to fruition and I started like sort of researching and like my ex actually um he we talked about this too but like the law of attraction and how you know you manifest and then you start going down that spiral and then you start realizing and then you know synchronicities and, and uh, like angel numbers um and then you start tapping into all of this and the more you research the more you start tapping into like what powers you have and how actually connected you can be and there's some people that can't be connected and they you know they practice and they believe in it. and there's some people that are really fucking connected that in your core you know you have the power to actually like you know, influence and, and do things. And I think I've been able to kind of craft that over the last two years where I'm actually like able to like know and be aware and I'm in, in charge of it where versus when I was younger, it just things happened without me knowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's, a it's good rant, funny no? how... That was a very good rant. Um, I enjoyed it a lot and it yeah, definitely answered rant. the question. I like how um, it kind of evolved, you know, like it started off and you were kind of born into religion and you're like, wow, there's this God or almighty power that is. And you're like, oh, shit. Okay. I see you. Oh, interesting. And then, you know, you've had all these little synchronicities and these little moments in your life where you might not have initially noticed them, but you started to notice them more and more. And then you're like, you know, obviously with where you are now, you're like, oh shit. I don't know if you would say this personally, but like in terms of, um, you know, we're all one and we're all part of the universe, really like you're God, I'm God, everyone's God. So like you go from, oh, wow, there's a God to like eventually being like, oh shit, I'm God. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's true. It's it. It's totally like your higher self. Like you are the creator of your own reality, and people don't mm-hmm. realize that. Like they don't realize that, and it's like wow. Like and when you do, you're on such a different freaking spectrum, and different mindset. And it's really cool. It's very humbling to be honest. It's very humbling because you understand. Like, because emotions go into it. Like, I know you talked about it before, but the way how you react to certain situations in life or how I do now um, or how you, you know, interpret certain things or how, you know, um, like judgment. Judgment is a big thing that people don't know. Moment you judge, God or the higher self shows you what you judge that person for. 
they give you a taste of the medicine and people don't freaking realize that like they they like it's it's such little things that like you are so in control if you just live with love gratitude and like always just striving to you know connect with your higher self you're on a way better path than being in this like box that society wants to put you in and living this Mm -hmm. like closed off life i think that's um you nailed it again i'm like are you sure this isn't your podcast (laughs) (laughs) um but no like society as a whole kind of the way things are it's almost like, just like you said, they put you in a box and they want to put blinders on you so you don't recognize your power and you kind of succumb to lower vibrational energy. You live in these states of fear and stress, anxiety. And like, when you're in that state, you're just like, oh my God, I need help out of this. I need salvation. I need someone to save me. And like, who comes in then? Oh, someone to like, tell you what to do or offer you some kind of outlet and what do you give you give your time your energy everything and like that's the world that we live in and it's like just like you said like if you can come into an awareness of who and what you are and your power and just kind of start to observe yourself and the world around you like the game changes immediately you're like holy shit like what the fuck is going on um I know personally, like when I was little, um, my mom, beautiful, amazing woman, she always was very open-minded. We were always open-minded to things around us, like ghosts, spirits, spirituality. And so um, it was never thrown in our face, but every once in a while, you know, same thing. We would dabble with a psychic or kind of like, you know, play with the, uh, the spiritual, the ethereal or the unknown. And mm-hmm. that always stuck with me. And I never really pursued anything specifically. I'm kind of a weirdo that just goes with the flow. And as things come up, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then if it feels right, I go with it. And if it feels wrong, I'm like, "Mm, we're going to get out of there. Um, The few instances where something felt wrong and I ignored it. Oh, my God. It was a goddamn disaster. Absolutely horrible. Um, (laughs) And it's funny. um, (laughs) You just think? the way that you phrase <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's i don't know it's, it like humor is really you from the, the inside man truly because you knew better and then you did this or that and you're like oh wow okay and now i'm paying for it okay i see you yeah <laughs> it's um it's almost interesting how you said like um be it your higher self or god or whatever it is you believe in shows you these things and teaches you these lessons i've always kind of perceived it as almost like a video game and the way that i've uh, kind of an analogy i've given for it before is like your higher self um you've constructed this life for yourself you picked your parents you picked like you know your time of birth who and what you're going to be and you know we all have these common themes and like with our parents and like our environment and what shapes us and makes us who we are in this life um we decide that and we you know as soon as we start the game when we start playing it it's like bloop there's your reset button you don't get to remember shit Mm -hmm. You're just out here like, oh God, what is happening? Why am I like this? Um, 
and it's it's really interesting to me because like as we move through this game i've noticed in my life personally like i'll be tuned in i'll know what i should do and if i do it and i move forward everything flows seamlessly like life is just like i'm like wow how how is this happening there's like miracles happening all around me but if i succumb to temptation or i do what i know i shouldn't do oh my god it's literally like i'm dragging my balls through glass (laughs) (laughs) honestly i was just about to ask you like what what what's been like the toughest um i guess once you've tapped in and you understood what was like the toughest i guess uh like realization that now you have to kind of conduct this lifestyle but i'm assuming it's this like making the choice that you want because it's tempting and then getting your i guess balls dragged through glass because of it that's <laughs> fucked <laughs> yeah i wouldn't suggest that to anyone uh if you can help it <laughs> no it's i started to wake up and really tap in and have an awareness of like what this is and who I am. Um, at the time I was working in the oil field, the environment wasn't awesome. Like the mentality and the energy out there is not good. The food is not ideal. Um, I mean, they keep you in trailers. Ours were older, full of moisture and black mold. So like, it kind of takes a toll on your being. So at the time I was doing literally everything I could to counteract that. Like I was meditating multiple times a day. I was going to sleep to certain frequencies or meditations and kind of doing everything I could to stay, you know, actively tuned in to my higher self and what's best for like me and my health. Um, and then I got laid off and my whole life blew up and everything changed my you know the the schedule i was used to my structure was all gone um and i'm not going to get into details too much but you know i went from having a big kind of investment portfolio and savings if you will um and a steady job and a girlfriend to no investment portfolio, no more savings, no more job. And the girlfriend that I ended things with went on a rampage to ruin my life or make me miserable. So everything kind of fell apart all at the same time. And, you know, I already had this awareness that just how important it is to, you know, stay in touch with your higher self, to meditate, to like take some time to connect with yourself. And when everything blew up, oh God, I was not doing that. I kind of fell into this like gross, depressive hole. Um, I started using drugs again as more of a distraction. And I'll clarify right now, I never drugs that I deem that would lower you, if you will. I was never a fan of like cocaine or I don't know, heroin or meth or anything crazy. Um, I'd play around with psychedelics or ketamine. And I was using ketamine to kind of numb myself out through, you know, all of the emotions and the feelings and the shit that I was dealing with because like, it was a lot. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then, you know, all of COVID and all of that shit and like the world collectively living in a state of like fear and terror, it was just all hitting me at once. 
And I never came out of that hole until I think I had a conversation with my mom. Actually, I got in this like, I'm horrible at talking to people. I don't tell them what's going on at all. And like, it was getting bad, bad. Like, I was fantasizing about not being here every single day. And eventually I was like, mom, I'm fucked up. Like, I don't want to be here no more. And she, you know, obviously being the good mom she is, she's like, well, let's talk about this and got into it. And the thing that really stood out, she's like, what are you doing to kind of like feel better and to take care of yourself? Like, are you meditating? Are you you reading? Or like, she bought me a grounding mat for Christmas. She's like, are you using the mat I bought you? I was like, no, I'm not doing anything. (laughs) I was just throwing myself a pity party and drowning in it. And that's, you know, found my bottom and had to pick myself back up again. Yeah, I told you. How long ago was this? Like two years? This, um, no, this was about six, seven months ago. Okay. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. welcome to the other, welcome to the other side. I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're definitely on the up and up now for sure. So thank That's you. Good. <laughs> good. I was gonna ask. Um, when you okay so what made you was it just talking to your mom that you finally had that like clarity moment or did you know that you needed to have that clarity moment and you just refused to have it um i think just because i struggle so much to open up and tell people like what's going on with me because i'm so self-aware I I found a lot of times people will say things that don't really hit and it's just like, okay, I appreciate you trying and I don't feel any better. And now I'm really happy that I could drag you into my mess. And now you're sitting with this too. And I'm still just like, oh shit, I still feel like shit. Um, the reason I reached out to her um, and it's only been a couple times in the entirety of my life where like I've reached out to people is like, when I'm actually genuinely concerned because like something is very, very wrong and I'm literally out of options in terms of like, I just, at the time I can't process or even imagine what I should do to begin digging myself out of the hole. Interesting. I also struggled with like, my grandfather used to always like to me that like I bury all of my emotions like I will be going through the worst time of my life and I won't tell anybody until I'm through it and then they'll know about it and like oh yeah by the way like you know once you know and I was miserable depressed um but that's growth knowing how to express it why why do you think it is that you don't want to tell anybody? Um, I think, of, well, there's a few layers to that. Um, I've had two relationships, three actually, where partners that I was very much in love with took my vulnerabilities and then used them against me. So I guess that kind of lingers a little bit and it takes me 
takes me a long time to really, really open up and trust people. Like that's something that I'm actively working on and going to have to continue working on. Um, and then on top of that, like I can feel other people's energy. And with that, I know when they've got a lot on their plate and I don't necessarily want to load onto that plate if I know they're going through it too. So, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things like when I was in my hole and all I could, you know, see or think of were all of these horrible things. Like you mentioned earlier in the podcast, you create your reality and you manifest it. And like what you focus on and what you think about becomes your reality. And it's like this never ending cycle and whatever you focus on, you know, becomes a thing. So in the exact same sense where I'm worried about reaching out, especially if I feel someone's got a lot on their plate, I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to like kind of bring this dark cloud and hang it over their head so that they fall into this like dark cloud slump with me because, you know, it could happen. And at the same time though, and what I have realized is, oh, sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. I was just, it could happen but you're worried that you're going to put the burden on them. And you think that by putting the burden on them, almost put this like, like you, like, because you can feel energy and you're so tapped in, you think that you're going to transfer your energy. But in a sense, it's a release for you. Like you can't let go of the release. You may have the gift of feeling the energy and you may take that burden of somebody and, and like sit with it. But that person that is above, maybe above a little bit and not as in tune or not as tapped in will just literally be that person for you to be. I like that a lot. That's actually a beautiful way to look at it. And, um, what I was going to add on there and what I've realized as well that, you know, like when I have conversations with people like we're having right now and we're both present and we're genuinely connecting, um, that feels good. That fills my heart. It makes me happy. We're both present and like being present is truly the big secret to happiness. And with that, I realize, you know, devil's advocate, the side that I can't see a lot of times is, you know, other people feel good too when you share with them. And just like I was mentioning where, you know, I'm scared to be vulnerable with people sometimes with the deeper stuff. When you do that, you know, for example, if I would share this stuff more often, they would feel closer to me. And just like you said, they're not necessarily gonna soak up any of this. They could just give me the perspective I need. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you. I love you so much. Like, oh, great. I'm smiling, I'm gonna go for a walk. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Exactly, though. But like, I, don't get me wrong. I'm on the same boat as you where I'm very particular of who I let in and who I share. Because growing up too, like a big thing, and I think it's psychological, like when you were vulnerable, it was a weakness. Like if you don't, you know, if you're going through a bad time or you're crying or whatever, it was almost like you're weak. You're not strong. And I have to like, if you're vulnerable, you're actually strong. Like you, you have to have, you have to have intent and power behind it, but you, 
like those certain people that you're able to be that you know your most vulnerable self and don't look for it in a partner like I always like I always found that if you look for it in a partner it's fucking doomed like because you have so much more emotion soul family and people that are actually in your life that know you to your core know the struggles that you go through to be able to be that relief say I know it's hard for men because men don't necessarily talk about this stuff in front of each other and they don't have that kind of like you know and I get that that's still something really real in the society but it's but some men do like some men are like look at you you're all like when I first listened to your podcast I was like oh my god like there's actually men out here that like can talk about attachment styles and freaking being able to like tap into it like I was like wow that's amazing because I don't know those types of men so there must be people that you can actually get that sense of relief and it's great once you find them in your life and don't let them go they're awesome I agree completely and you know that's exactly why I wanted to make this podcast. And I think this is literally the perfect example in the sense that it's like, we shared a few messages on Instagram. And now we're sitting here getting to know one another, having a conversation that I'm enjoying a lot. And at the same time, like you mentioned, a lot of men are shit about talking about their emotions or really anything. It's like, oh yeah, food, sex, I'm strong, work, yeah, oh, cool. And the sad reality is like, that kind of was me when I was younger because, you know, we didn't talk about stuff in my family. And really the only way that I got from there to here, uh, I'm just laughing because uh, (laughs) you mentioned trying to find certain things in your partner. Um, I kind of had this thing where internally with, you know, my environmental factors and just, you know, my upbringing and everything around that, I struggled with, you know, self-love, like feeling worthy. And because of this, I would also, you know, like attracts like, and I would find partners that felt the same way. And I would fill their cup. And when their cup was full, they would spill it back to me and it was like, oh my God, this is a fairy tale, amazing, happy, wonderful, beautiful thing. But in reality, it was just two people that were kind of broken inside using each other as distractions from the world and their issues. And don't get me wrong, there was a lot of beautiful moments and like, I'm not going to say that the love wasn't real because it definitely was, but it was just a little heavy and a little skewed and you know, it struggled because, you know, in those relationships, the communication was shit. And coming full circle here with my tangent, um, that's what this podcast is and what I think we all need to just be able to sit here and talk to one another about literally fucking anything. I could be like, holy shit, I saw a French fry on the sidewalk today and I looked at it and I tripped (laughs) and I busted up my fucking knee. And like, it was the wildest shit ever to just, you know, say whatever you want (laughs) to someone and they listen to you and they're like, 
well, fuck, that's kind of cool. And just, you know, to have an open floor to talk about literally anything, be it the heavy shit or being a dumbass and seeing a French fry and tripping and busting up your knee. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for it. I am here for it. Um, I know you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, in partners on your past, um, on the other episode. And I think we, uh, so I have a question for you. Are you single? I don't even know this. I am. Yeah. Okay. So why do you, have you ever analyzed that? What's that? Why do you think you're single? Have you ever analyzed that? I most certainly have. I'm a giant nerd and I analyze literally everything. And I'm single because, you know, after the things that I went through, um, it was kind of one of those things, like those relationships I was talking about, two of them specifically. um, You know, I was completely in love with these two individuals. And I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with them. And then all of a sudden, when I deem that I need to end the relationship, because it's what's best for me, and what I perceived as best for them, what's best for everyone, it got so gross and so malicious, that like, you know, I'm still being stalked and harassed today. I'm even even today. um, It's so elaborate that they'll make fake accounts to talk to me. So like, I kind of have a little bit of trust issues in a sense where like, I see it as this. Um, I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. And if something's meant to be, it'll be like everything happens exactly as it should. I'm in no rush whatsoever. And I'm single because I'm just taking this time to do me spend some time like with myself, interact with other people, date, learn about them. And through learning about them, I can learn more about myself. And circling back to like everything happens as it should. You know, when I find the person that I think that I should be with, you know, just like we've been talking about with like having open communication, we can just discuss that and it'll flow easily and it'll just like, we'll fall into place naturally. No, and I, I totally get that. Can I permission to be permission to be devil's advocate? Use blunt as you like. Perfect. Yeah, give her. So, um, a little bit from last bit. Was, was it love or was it lust? It definitely started out more so as lust and just like infatuation because in the way that those relationships started, like we were way too gaga and in love and I'm doing this with quotations and like, um, like having awareness about that now, if someone gets that enthusiastic about me that quickly when I meet them nowadays, I'm like, Oh God, I know what this is. Well, let's pump the brakes here. Yeah, run. Yeah, run. It's love bombing, Mm. right? Like it's love bombing. Yep. And and do you think it was love? Okay, so if it was love or was it attachment? And this is something I say to people all the time because this is what scares the shit out of me. It was attachment, 100%. Because like in my relationships now, um, I'm very patient. I'm very slow with it. And if I sense even the littlest bit of attachment, I'm like fucking Forrest Gump. I'm gone. I'm halfway around the fucking world. Beard's down on my damn knees. I'm gone. Gone with the wind. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I think every 
think that every relationship is a lesson. I think that like mm-hmm. somebody, someone asked me like, cause I also had serious relationships. One who I actually was, I thought like we were going to get married. Right. Same kind of thing. Like very serious lived together. Um, but then one now, but now when people ask me like, Paula, have you ever been in love? There's a huge question mark. There's a huge question mark because, but I don't think, I think it was just the attachment. I think it's when you're so, like, I truly believe people come in, come into your life as a significant other to help you work on your traumas. I think two people can work on their traumas um, to get what's going on and, and make themselves better. But if one person is awake and, and ready to work on a trauma the other person's very toxic and just living their life as a narcissist or whatever and conducting life as is it's never going to work and that person is a lesson for you to keep leveling up because to be honest every person that you date they're right so the point that i'm trying to make is i think that every person even this person that stalks you and that she can't let go because of the attachment, because clearly this love, in quotation marks that you're saying, this love that was between you guys, this, the attachment was so strong that she just, it, it, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's it taught you what you don't want. It taught you what you don't want, so you know what you do want. And I think that's kind of cool. Like, I know suffer and they go through heartbreak, myself included. But it always teaches you what you don't want. Because when you're in the moment, you don't realize it. Like, you're almost. And then the universe, you know, your higher self is like, uh-uh. We have a better partner for you. What are you doing? Like, this is like, if you, like you said, if, to do this, you need to be with this person. We're going to show you exactly how wrong they are for you and you're gonna suffer and go through the pain to teach you a lesson so I kind of welcome that like I'm Mm -hmm. like I you know like I welcome it like I'm like I will go with an open heart and I will experience these things if it's not meant to be the next person I know is just gonna be better that was very beautifully put and that mentality and perspective is exactly what we all need. Um, I'm seeing a lot of things on social media lately where um, it's the whole premise where they're like, I'm not proud of like, you know, I'm not tough because of the the trauma I went through. Like it didn't shape me, it didn't make me. Um, like I shouldn't have had to go through that shit. And you're right, it's heartbreaking, heartbreaking and like it sucks that these things happen to us, but like, in the grand scheme of the universe and what this all is, there is no good and bad, and there is no right or wrong. Those are personally subjective things that we decide for ourselves and collectively as a society. So exactly what you were saying, everything that happens to us is just simply an opportunity to gain awareness and I mean, you pick up any spiritual book and they're like, oh, well, you know, what the universe is, is it's just itself fucking itself so it can learn more about itself, basically. (laughs) (laughs) 
pretty much. But you know what? It teaches about yourself. Like it really, it, it tests you. Like it tests you. Like, and you're almost, I, I don't, I don't let relationships get that deep anymore. Um, I'm very guarded in that sense where, uh, uh-uh, like I'll, I'll see how it goes, but like, like no like you're not meeting my family you're not you know you're not I'm not welcoming you with open arms like I'm very guarded so it takes one it takes a lot for me to go out on a date and then on top of it for me to actually like you for two at this point in my life but when it gets to that point like after when like you know you're in reflection and it didn't work out because you know in the pit of its stomach it's you start seeing all the things that you missed and those are your lessons like those are your lessons you're like this thing was right in front of you You said you didn't but for the temporarily you know pleasure that this person brought you whether it's the constant communication you know the sex or whatever it was you sac you sacrifice your own happiness um for those and that's your lesson and it's so cool to like, we're holy shit, I'm such an idiot. Not an idiot, but like, whatever. But yeah, I'm for completely ignoring quote unquote those red flags because if I didn't, I would have, like, I would have never had that attachment and I would have never had this pain that I'm going through for the breakup. Like, it's, it's, no? I agree completely. And I want to ask you a question because like, this is something that racks my brain and I'm really curious about, um, you know, cause when I look back and I was in the moment in these other relationships, it was like, so grandiose. I was like, Oh my God, like, this is, this is amazing. Like I'm going to spend my life with this person. And just like we mentioned, it was attachment. And I was like, Oh my God, I had mommy daddy issues and I wasn't like emotionally acknowledged or seen as a kid. And because these people were making me feel seen in this moment, I'm like, fuck, you are the one for sure. This is fucking wild. But now that I've seen what that is and I understand what that is, I'm curious now, like if I'll ever really have, uh, I'm doing quotations again, a love, like that with that degree of intensity because like it wasn't really love i mean it was but it was just fueled by attachment and like my traumas and my lack and now that i've you know i'm working on healing those parts and i'm growing like i like just like i mentioned earlier i'm hearts full i'm happy i'm present in this moment like is that not happiness so like in the exact same sense and i'm curious what you think about this um do you not know what to expect from other relationships i'm like how am i gonna know when it's my person or like when this is right i'm like shit because i don't think i'm gonna be jumping out of, of my seat you know we understand and recognize you know these things that we perceived as this amazing magical love before we're just more so rooted in attachment and our lack and our trauma um so personally i don't really know if I'm ever going to experience something like that again, because, um, like I mentioned, you know, my heart's full, I'm present, I'm happy right here in this moment. Like, um, is, is that what I'm to look for? Like, I'm just going to meet someone one day and then, you know, it's just, Oh yeah, this feels nice. Cool. Let's just run with this. And we just both mutually decide to run with it. And that's it. Or like, how do you feel about that? Like, what do you hope for? What do you, ex- well, I don't think we should expect anything, but in terms of a future partner, do you have, 
Where's your head at with that? So I, yeah, okay. So I'm a hopeless romantic. Um, I, I, I am. I'm a hopeless romantic. I do believe that we have many soulmates. I don't think you have one soulmate. I think you have many soulmates. Um, the reason I think why I'm still single is because I am so like laser focused on like who I really want in my core that anytime some person comes in that doesn't match it the universe is like nope it's not what you want and they like remove it so I think to answer your question is for you or for anybody that's listening and has struggled you and myself included I don't think that until you fully are your authentic self, you fully love yourself and your whole, and you don't expect anybody to bring you happiness, one, you won't have healthy relationships, and two, you won't actually be able to connect with the person that you're quote-unquote meant to be with. Yep, that was the perfect answer. I agree entirely. Um and yeah, you nailed it with, uh, we have multiple soulmates. Like uh, uh, someone has described it before as like either soul pods or soul family. And that'll just be like souls that always kind of orbit and come together in lives over and over again, because like they're resonating at a frequency very similar to yours and like attracts likes. And that's why you mm-hmm. keep up into one another. And, you know, just like you said, um, there isn't one meant to be. Um, I don't, I don't like that. You know, nothing's faded per se. Like there's timelines and paths that we go down, but at the end of the day, we have sovereignty over our lives. We get to choose what we do and that will yield various outcomes. Um, so yeah, I really, I like how you uh, you phrased that and you worded that and I'm the same way actually. And, and I learned something just when you were talking about that because I'm dating here and there right now and you know i I love meeting and connecting with people and you're right like i have these little moments in these relationships where i'm like the more that happens and the more time i spend with them i can begin to see and define what that relationship is and why we cross paths and it does it itself i'm aware of like what's to come of that so i guess you helped me answer my own question where it's like, yeah, I'm just going to be out here working on myself. And one day when some last just bumps into me and I'm like, Oh shit. Cool. Oh shit. Oh, cool. 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 Um, and it continues <laughs> to be like that and it doesn't change. I'll just keep rolling with that. Um, and before anyone listening gets too crazy or carried away, um, it's not like that shit from before with the attachment and like, oh my God, this is my person. It's like, this is someone that I feel really good being around. I really enjoy their presence. Their energy makes me feel better. And then mutually, we both actively choose to be with each other every single day because we want to, not because we need to. Yes. And you know what it is too? And what I lacked a lot in these like as you can say like dating experiences that you date for two three months did you really know when you connect with someone mentally physically emotionally and spiritually 
like if there's no connection there like like people you can have chemistry with anybody you can like if you're an outgoing person and you know you're you're fun and you've got a good soul around you you can literally connect with joe schmo barbara karen anybody but like to actually like connect on like a mental spiritual and sexual like sexual is a big thing and like those are game changers and I think that's another tell is like when you actually are like you sit back and you're like holy shit like this person got deeper without me actually allowing them to get deeper or wanting them to get deeper and they don't even know that's a different connection and I think that's what you gotta wait for I would agree I would agree completely and unless you have anything else i think that is a beautiful spot to end the podcast because like hey we just taught the world how to find their happily ever healthy after (laughs) (laughs) i have nothing to add (laughs) okay perfect well thank you for joining me nothing to add